Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Funny Girl Podcast. I just sat down. I'm overweight. I'm out of breath. I, I'm unprepared for sitting comfortably in my very large closet. If you have a large closet and you haven't sat in it, though, just give it a whirl. Pick a day. Make it a weekend thing if you want. Bring in your friends. Depends on how big it is. If it's Kardashian big, um, house somebody. I I wasn't going to say it that way, but I'm just going to say it. Just put someone in there. Sneak someone in. I um, am happy to be here. And to be honest, I've had a really sharty week, like full of sharts, leaky butthole kind of a week. Um, and I think it feels... It feels okay. I feel like I, I've come out on the other end of the week because it's a Friday as I'm recording this with um, with little uh, wounds and tiny, tiny little wounds, tiny bandages, but nothing too horrific. If anything, um, probably some healing happened this week, which is what I need. Honestly, a whole bunch of me is wounded and kind of festering in some places. So to know that I've gone through a a short storm, if you will, and come out of it with reasons to celebrate and laugh and like happy cry. I'm good. I'll count it all joy as they say. Um, but the reason I wanted to sit here and record a podcast, I just like, I just got home. I stomped around. I yelled at my cat. I'm, I'm mad about it. I, I, even as I said it, I was like, I don't want you to, I don't want to be mad at you right now. But I'm mad at you because you're you're walking where my feet need to go. I lost my cool. I even lost my hot. I lost every temperature. I became this black hole of anger for a second. Um, but the thing, the reason for that is that I just, oh, I think I forgot I was done. I forgot I was done for the week. And I realized I was sitting there like I pulled down my like tight leggings. They're like the leggings that are, they're comfortable and they, they make you feel like, oh my God, like I have a shape and like not everything's just jiggling every time I like blink. But they're also the kind that you do, you do still want to take off and put on comfy pants or no pants when you get home. But I took them off and I realized I'm done. Holy shit, I'm done. My week is done. And I can put that in the past. And usually I don't like that feeling. I'm like, did I really do enough this week? And uh, like, remember Tuesday and you just like, didn't you farted around and you like, didn't really try. Uh, let me tell you as an Enneagram three, I'm, I'm a little confusing. I think especially for people who don't really know the Enneagram very well, which is most people. I mean, me too. Um, I talk a lot about it, but I still feel like there's a huge mystery to, I don't know, um, figuring out humans, uh, crazy right and there are some geniuses of the enneagram out there and humans so props to you i'm not one of them um but i will say that i confuse myself as an enneagram three but i i found a lot of understanding when i looked into the window into the life of um comedian and just sort of like all around best friend kind of girl best bro, if you will, Heather McMahon. Um, I see a lot of me in her. I don't know how to say it. (laughs) When she talks about doing the most and the least at the same damn time, like on her podcast, um, I feel like that's what I want to do with my life. I want to do everything and yet 
not having to try at doing everything sounds really fun. Like, I don't love applying myself. (laughs) I love achieving something. Like, I love their reward at the end. Like, I'm the kind of girl who wants to, like, step into, like, the beauty contest or, like, the talent show and just, like, win it by, like, oopsie-daisying it. You're like, oh, oops, I don't know. I didn't mean to win. Like, Oh, you know, like they heard me give a big speech and they were like, oh, my God, we heard you in the hallway. That was the best speech of the night. You get the speech award. You win the debate. You know, I want them to find my Instagram stories and give me an Oscar. And (laughs) I that's just me. And that's okay. There are people I know who are um, who also know how to, um, I don't know, go into like a long term slump and procrastinate as heck like everything they've ever wanted they still want it and yet they don't go for it I get you even as someone who has been labeled an achiever um if I haven't said this before while I while we're talking about the Enneagram I am a three but I have also been called a performer which is like another kind of that so that is definitely me I want to just like be me and get like a lot of applause for it like I want to just do me and everyone's like yay here's like money (laughs) That's my dream. I want to just be me and get money for it. And that's not original. Who doesn't want to do that? There are plenty of people, though, who have like passions and ideas and like genius inventions and have all these like ways they want to help the world. And I simply want to help the world by like existing. Um, We'll see. We'll see how that plays out. But uh, in the meantime, I work and I try and I do things. Um, And I accomplish a lot and I don't really give myself time to reflect on it because honestly, when I do, I cry. Um, because for the most part, for a lot of my life, I've either, I've just not been on track. Like I've, I've, I feel like I've been at the wrong train station every freaking time. It's time to like get on board. And I've had so many nightmares. Like, you know, like my, your nightmare life tells you a lot about like what you're, what you're currently like piddling your panties about at the time. And my, but my whole life, this like arc that's never ended, (laughs) um, is, that I feel like I'm not on time or I'm too early or I'm too late for everything. Like truly. And, and my life, and that's, that's legit. It's not even just a feeling. There are so many things I've done in my life way too early or way too late or have never happened, um, or should have never happened, obviously. And who doesn't have, I'm sure everyone has a story like that, but I I don't want to write. I don't want to just sweep my experiences under the rug. I feel like they're genuinely, um, part of what I'm trying to process right now. They're all very front of my mind and obviously in the the stage of my nightmares. And overall, I feel like I've gone through stages of life either accidentally succeeding, succeeding on purpose, I I or or skipping out on the trying altogether if I know success isn't on the table. So, um I guess like and that's not even explaining what this week was this week was an absolute complete different shit storm than that that's not even what this week's about but that's what is going to help me process this week and that's what we're going to do right now and part of that is just going to be me giving you advice for how to get through a slump so if you've ever and a slump I don't I don't even know if a slump is just like I tried a lot of times and failed I I guess the way I'm thinking about it is like I can't get out of where I'm at and I feel like I'm like in a bit of a pit and I want to be able to find my inspiration, find my creativity and just start doing something that matters to me again. Um, Another word that people weren't using 50 years ago is depression. 
Now, I, I suffer greatly from depression. It is, it comes in its many forms, just like anxiety, just like stress. They are different from each other, but they can be cohabitating in you. Um, but I think that a, a slump is a way to bring us all in if we're not ready to use the, the big D word. Um, but I think no matter what we're doing, no matter what we're pursuing, no matter where you're at in your journey of like career or family, um, it can feel like you've, it can feel like the things at least you're in control of, you're in a slump. Cause there are plenty of things you're not in control of, um, at all, like your health sometimes, or the people in your life. There's a lot (laughs) that you can't change or that you can't change right now, or that you can't change except for a little tiny, tiny bit every day. But Man, you know what? I can't fix those right now, even though I really want to, because I am that person, like I'm sure many of us are, who tends to want to step into so many other people's lives and fix those and not necessarily fix my own. I feel like I could write a monologue for every person I meet on the 10 things they need to do next. And I don't, I don't, I do that for me, but I don't often want to follow through with that for me. So, but I have, I have learned, I have learned, and that is the miracle of life, um, Like, I remember halfway through college, maybe a little bit more than halfway through college, I wasn't sure I was going to do the damn thing. Like, I, and and even now, like, I I maybe would have been fine had I not finished college. Finishing college is not some kind of, like, mark on your life of greatness at all. (laughs) I finished, I graduated from college almost 10 years ago. So, um, I don't know exactly since then what's been going on but i don't think that it's something that you have to do as a rite of passage at all but for me personally i wanted to finish college so bad because i knew that would what that would mean to me so i remember halfway through it all of my nightmares were literally just flunking out of college and the reason for that is i did <laughs> i flunked out of college um after my freshman year no one really knew about it because I was only out. I was only kicked out for the summer and I fa- I worked my way back in by the skin of my freaking butthole. Like I, g- girl, holy shite. That was one of the hardest, scariest summers of my life as far as like what the weight was on my back, like what was in my control. Good Lord. Because I went off to college and I just like middle fingered the whole, my whole first year. I was just like, screw this. I want to have fun. I found out I was funny and cool and different. I found out I was like an authority. People looked up to me. People were afraid of me. People were like, yeah. So oops, I got like drunk on just power and people <laughs> for, you know, I don't know, two whole semesters. And then they were like, hey, um, yeah, you can't do that here. So goodbye. <laughs> you can reapply in like 1900 years. Anyways, that's a whole different story. I got back in and I remember showing up like sophomore year, first day, like I'm back. And they're like, yeah, it's, uh uh-huh. It's been all summer. We all went away. So (laughs) cool. Yeah. I'm back too. Um, they didn't get it. They didn't know. And I didn't have time to tell everybody, but I did tell a lot of people. I was like, yo, I flunked out. And they were like, oh my God, you're bad at school. I'm like, yeah, I didn't go to class for two months. So yeah, but I didn't get better at class. I got a little bit better, but I got better at like forcing myself to just stay up all night and do things. Um, But that's why my nightmare life was so, (laughs) so driven by like, you're going to fail. You're never going to go anywhere in life. You're going to suck. And part of that is because 
I mean, I did have a lot of pressure on my shoulders as like the first person in my family to like go to college and graduate, all kinds of stuff like that. Um, the smart kid, the kid who didn't mess up, like, oh my gosh, I had a lot on my shoulders and I still have that. And I remember the day before college, my college graduation, I was like, oh my God, this is happening. Like I've been approved. I'm going to like walk up on a stage and get a diploma. It's done. The deed is done (laughs) and I'm going to do this. And I, I was on top of the world. Like I first, I felt like a wizard in that weird outfit they let you wear. And I put, I had a wand in my sock, no joke. And I, (laughs) my friend Keith made me one and I was like, well, now's the time to use. I'm not like actually swishing it around my room. So might as well like have a little sneaky wand sock moment for graduation. Um, but since then, I, th- I thought I conquered something that day and I did, but I didn't like lose my mindset. Like I didn't like, I didn't like kill off that like part of me that was like lost that one that was like easily lost in the woods that he was easily sidetracked and and detained by by ordeals and I wasn't able to multitask and juggle things I didn't know what that meant then but um and I'm still figuring that out now but if I don't stop and celebrate the change that has happened a like no one can learn from it no one can come with me I'm like silent in it and that keeps everybody out um that might keep away keys that people are looking for to open up their own doors um and also it doesn't shed light on um the ways that i've changed so that i can keep loving myself it is it is fuel for love and i sometimes need to fill that tank up and i'm not saying that me getting better makes me worthy of love it just shows me that i am doing the work to love myself. I'm putting the work in. Like I like looking back on a scrapbook of like say you're you're in love and you're in like your year 20 of marriage and you look back on all the little notes and all the little things and all the times you've spent together and you realize wow, this is like a stronger foundation than I thought. This is bigger and better than I thought. So Um, that's what I want to do, but I also want to help you because it makes me feel good. And if you're someone who, um, oh, my cat really wants to get into my closet. Um, maybe she's like, you yelled at me and we haven't resolved this. Hello? Oh, hi, you're not my cat. You're a cat. Okay. You know, I I don't have a lot to tell you right now, but, um, if you want to leave, you can. Yeah, go for it you can, you can leave. Thank you. All right. Where were we? Somewhere deep, probably back to the bottom of the ocean. Um, so I, I deeply want to be someone who, um, is not just like ready and willing to make you laugh. Yes. I want to do that. Yes. That's what I wish I could just only ever do, but also I'm probably not going to be able to do that as, as thoroughly if I don't also show all the other parts of me, I guess that's just my style of life. That's how we're going to do this life together. Um, so yeah, I want to reflect on how, what I've been doing and and the, it's not a system, but just like things I've been doing to help myself not be in a slump or not get lost in the woods, as I've said, or not give into the temptation to give up or to stall the car, to pull over, to, um, I think in many cases, um, give myself room to be okay with failure, be okay with like, almost like 
um, when you're playing a sport and your kid, not that I really ever did that, kind of did that. Um, <laughs> but when you're playing a sport and you know your team isn't that good, so you just decide to not care anymore and you're like, I don't care if we win or lose. I don't care. Like, I don't even care. Um, that's a whole bunch of apathy when you really could care and maybe your caring could help, maybe. Um, and if anything, caring just shows that you care for each other. So I, I tend to be a person who's always like, I don't really care. Like I just throw stuff away. Like I throw hopes and dreams in the trash because I'm like, this is too hard and I can't do it. So I'm just gonna throw it away because I never really wanted it anyways. <laughs> so, um, what I'm, what I do now is copywriting. And I know I mentioned that before. I have had a struggle with that. Um, because my life pulls my attention away. Um, my trauma pulls my attention away. Things that scare me to death, my being in survival mode pulls me away. And because copywriting is a job that I do from home, it requires me to rise to the task because no one's going to hold my hand and do it. Um, it's not something like right in front of me. Like being a barista was right in front of me. I didn't have homework. There was no taking that home. I just had to show up and make really, really good espresso drinks and tea and just hand them to people and be like, you look cute today. And they'd be like, where'd you get your beanie? And you're like, oh, <laughs> it's this brand called Obey. It's whatever. <laughs> I don't know. And then you just, your voices get higher and everyone's just, everyone's just a little bit better. And I I could leave that knowing, yeah, I just did a really good job. 10 bucks an hour. <laughs> I mean, before taxes. So whatever. Um, I... I can do those jobs really well because they're right there. They're right in front of me, obviously. Um, but yeah, if if you have a part of your life or something that you want to pour time into that isn't um, as straightforward as that, like, I don't know, just folding things, <laughs> I can do that really well while, while checked out. Um, maybe you're like that. I I think it can be hard to run the race and finish. So if you want some of my tips, here they are. Um, first and foremost, I the last thing I ever want to do is acknowledge how I really feel. I don't like doing that, um, not to other people especially, but I don't like doing that to me because I because it hurts real bad. Um, sometimes I say like I'm too tired or things like that, and there are probably pieces of that that are true, but I step into um, my day. And if I feel like I'm too behind on things like uh, tasks or whatever, I tend to want to stay behind. I I don't like knowing that there's a possibility I may never catch up, which isn't true. That's not something that's possible. I, I'm the one that gets to decide when I catch up and how. So I simply have to do it, right? Um, I think it can feel like, um, I think putting in the work to, um, I don't know, build something that you actually care about can feel like you're never going to catch up, but there's no one watching you try to finish this race. There's no one clocking you, telling you that you're going too slow and that they're just going to close down the track. <laughs> you're just, you're the only one on it and you're the one running and it's you who's keeping track, right? So I tend to have to put myself in check about how I feel towards what I need to do. And it's not always writing. Sometimes it's just other stuff that I love to do, things that I want to start, the thing, the, the, jobs and careers that I've envisioned for myself, like saving up for a house, all these things that I want to do with my life. And I have to look at them in the eye and be like, 
I'm deciding not to go for you today. I'm deciding to not make you a priority on this fine day. That's, that's that. I have decided right now at least, but I'm not going to do that. So what's next? <laughs> um, and as the great Gary Vee once told me, um, that, uh, or told everybody on the internet, um, he changed his mind. And so <laughs> I have tried so for so many, um, years of my life, I never really thought about how, um, quickly it is, how quickly I can change my own mind. Um, and not about everything, but when it comes to how I'm going to see my day, how I'm going to do today, sometimes I make that, I'm making these micro decisions all day and I need to change my mind. So God bless Gary Vee. Um, he's the one that said, yeah, I used to think that way. And then I changed my mind period. (laughs) And I love that. There's so much freedom in that. And so I try to start every day. Um, uh, for most days, some days I'm having a day off and I'm just like, yay, it's Saturday. I don't need to like think about anything today. Um, but when I'm going into a day where I know I want to be productive and I want to feel purposeful and I don't want the sun to go down on another day of my life where I was half present, where I was 1% present, where I was like sleepwalking through my life. I I didn't want to do that. So the first thing, which is sort of like a kick in the butthole, is asking myself, what decisions have I already made about today? And how do I change my mind? Um, so, for example, I, wake, I woke up today um, really frustrated and really upset about certain circumstances that I'm in. Just upset at them and being like, I don't want these. I want to change these. And wanting to throw them away. And so I decided that what I have, like my lot in life, my, what was before me today is something I didn't want. And I was letting it create a lot of anxiety in me. And that was all I had to say was that and, and sit in that, be frustrated with myself for a sec and then say, okay, how do I change my mind? How do I change my mind that I'm deciding this? This is actually something I want. These are things I like. I get to do things that are really important to me. And I started, I, I don't ever write things out. So I started to speak them out. <laughs> um, every now and then I write, but it's usually like a list, like a to-do to list or something. Um, but I spoke it out and that really helped me. Um, something else that has really helped me is to, I have sources of inspiration. So I don't know if y'all have things that make you um, excited to, I don't know, be alive that day. Um, but if you do have them, I highly recommend in making them be accessible to you. So, um, for instance, there's something that I deeply get excited about before I go to bed and it's the coffee that I'm going to have the next day. And right now I'm drinking water. I'm drinking 32 ounces of water before I have my coffee. So I, and so I put that water between me and the coffee to know a, that it's going to happen because I, I'm like freaking speeding my way. 8,000 miles per hour towards my coffee and nothing can get in the way of that. Like, I mean, you put anything between me and my coffee, it's going to get done. Your own taxes. Great. Let's do it. Freaking, I don't know, modern warfare issues, the healthcare crisis. I don't know, probably put down the confusing algorithm of curing COVID between me and my coffee. That's probably what's, I'm probably the one stopping the cure right now because I'm not the one figuring it out. Honestly, Truly, that might work. But I'll just say, I <laughs> I want coffee now. 
like I need it now. And I've said it 16 to 16 to 62 times. Um, my mouth is ready. My body is ready. Um, so I have, I have things that like my morning coffee, for instance, that, that excite me and inspire me to like get my day going and get things moving. Um, so like that, that's just getting into the mood. That's just getting into the day. That's not getting out of a slump. So what I do, a slump means like, so say I need to get my YouTube channel started. That's something that I've been procrastinating on because I don't like any ideas I have. All of them are like, eh, I've seen it before. And like, I'm bored by myself. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do things that make me bored. It's excuses. Again, what I just said, bullshit. You know what I mean? Like I could coach myself out of that one if I wanted to. But if we're going to make that my new goal, the thing I feel like I'm in a slump about, the thing I'm just like, ew, I'm bored. I'm not connected to it. I'm detached, whatever. Um, the first thing that I would do is sit down in front of something that inspires me to be a uh, participant be a participant in that goal. So I would sit down and be like, who are the YouTubers that inspire me by doing what they do that would make me want to be like, I want to be part of that community. I want to touch the world the way that they're touching the world. So I have in the past, I've sat down, watched some YouTube. And then also I'm, I'm a huge, like, I love learning, even though I said the whole thing about college, I love to learn. So I also sit down in front of like a master class or a um, Skillshare class or a little YouTube series or a little download, a blog post that's just going to teach me something new. Because whenever I learn something new, all that reminds me, A, I feel the reward of being like, damn, I know that now. I'm really good. I like know new things. My brain is still functioning. <laughs> it's a miracle. But I also sit there and go, whoa, I just accomplished something. I just finished something, not just I learned something new, but I finished something. I, I'm through that task I set for myself for the day, um, even though it was it was short and enjoyable, has nothing to do with my career kind of thing. It was, it's done. It's in, it's in the past and I did it and I was amazing at it. Like <laughs> whatever it is, even if it's finishing a workout, that might be something. Um, it may be getting something off your to-do list that's been haunting you. Maybe it's just like getting back to those four emails that have been like, not on the forefront of your mind. Um, those types of things help me say, okay, you know how to accomplish something. You know what it feels like to like punch the bag, like just keep punching it now. Um, and that may be the achiever in me, but it's also, I think the person who needs just it, life and excitement. We all need to have our brains woken up a little bit. So learning something new, I think, engages a part of my brain that isn't often engaged when I'm just sitting there anxiously staring at my to-do list. So it may sound like I'm adding like a whole brand new to-do. I am, but it's short. It's bite-sized. It allows me to, to just feel excited about something. Um, I think everyone needs something new to look forward to. We all need we all need like hope in what's coming next. Right. And so it gives me a whole lot of hope in myself and a whole lot of drive to do the thing that I know I'm capable of doing. And something else I've been doing is breaking down. And this is something I learned, um, of quite a few years ago when I was a, um, in marketing at an e-learning company. Um, we used to break our tasks down into really tiny tasks so that every single thing was bite-sized. It wasn't this vague task. And obviously I think anytime you learn about productivity and like a hacking, hacking your productivity, um, <laughs> if you actually break down your big, big dreams and goals and things into tiny, tiny, tiny tasks, you're way more likely to do them because every single thing looks tackle, tackleable. Is that a word? Every single thing looks accomplishable. <laughs> I'm just going to put able on the end of things. Um, and 
as you take them, you realize it's sort of like eating an elephant bite by bite. I think that's the thing, eating an elephant bite by bite. Um, I, if I were to break down starting my YouTube channel into bite-sized pieces, I wouldn't just break down like, okay, I have 10 YouTube video ideas. I think we're done. I would take down one of those YouTube ideas and be like, okay, what do I need to do? How do I need to film it? What do I need to do to be able to film it? And then it gets even smaller where it's like, do you know how to do the things? Like, do, do, do you know how to utilize your camera that way? What's in your way from what's scaring you down the road? Are you, do you know how to edit the way that you want to edit? Do you know how to use the program? Do you have the program? Can you afford to buy the program? How do you get the money to afford to buy the program that teaches you how to use the new editing program so that you can download the, you know what I mean? Like it's sometimes it's not just not understanding the task. It's knowing back in your subconscious that there's something like in step 26 down the road that you don't know how to do that you're not prepared to do, that you're scared to do, that you tried once before and failed at, that you used to know how to do and you forgot. There's some kind of shame or guilt or fear or whatever about that task. It could be the first one and it could be way down the road, but check yourself on that. That may be a thing. That may be a thing. Like in my dating life, I know how to flirt. I like know how to like talk to people, but there are things way down the line in dating somebody, I don't know how to do. I've never done. I don't want to do. I've done before and I don't want to do again. Like it's the down the line thing. And that I hope that made it a little bit more personal than a YouTube example. But there are things that aren't right off the bat aren't as scary. And maybe they maybe they're scary, but they're like, you know, you know what you're doing. Um, maybe it's a weight loss journey. Maybe it's something where you're like, I want to start my business, but I don't have ten thousand dollars. I don't have the fifty thousand dollars. I don't have, you know, I don't have a an moment on Shark Tank yet. Like, I don't know what to do. I don't have the product in my hand. I have a good idea. I just don't know how to make it come to fruition. So there are probably pieces of that that are anxiety inducing for you. And there are probably also pieces that are unclear and you haven't flushed out and you haven't decided what is step one. And so that is something that has helped me get out of a slump many, many times, which is breaking it down. And so it gets so close to me. It's almost like a little... Um, instead of, instead of one huge wall, like instead of walking up to a giant wall in the middle of a field and trying to push it over, I break the wall down into a ton of dominoes, right? And they're lined up suddenly this, yeah, the mass is the same if we were to add it all up and weigh it. Right. But now it's these tiny things that honestly kind of knock themselves down once you get going. I mean, that's the freaking, that's the beauty of dom. Well, this is the point of dominoes that game you can play domino. I don't know. Do you play dominoes? Is that a cool thing for you? I like to knock them over. And even that I don't like to do. But visually, in my mind, I like it. So I hope that helps make sense a bit and maybe even convicts you a little bit to say, you know, I haven't done that with that dream in a while. I haven't like decided what it takes. Like I haven't figured out what it really means to break it down. Um, I haven't figured out that like all I'm afraid of is the consistency of having to do it for the next five years. I think that is something that I need to call out in a lot of people, even in myself, um, that I know people who have the ability and the guts and they have the know-how, they have the expertise. It's all there right in front of them. And they are afraid that it's actually going to work. They're afraid that like when they put their music on YouTube, that it's people are going to want their music and they're going to want them to go on tour and they're going to have to uproot their whole life to be able to do the things that they want. First of all, you never have to uproot your life. That's your dream. You get to decide how it plays itself out. People can want your music and you can stay home. <laughs> but just saying, 
there are things that you're you're assuming about your dream potentially that uh aren't they're they're in your control you don't have to assume that things are going to have to go this way you get to decide you get to lay down the rules you get to put up the parameters you get to call out your boundaries Brene Brown told us that she told us and we need to listen okay Okay, so one of the last things that helps me to get out of a slump is having someone in my life who um, can talk to me about these things. Now, I want to I want to say that they're people that can like call me out on things, though I don't really have a lot of those people. Um, but I think if you do have someone that can, if you come to them for advice, a to have someone in general you can come to for advice is huge, and you need to find them or ask them to be that thing or ask the internet if anyone out there wants to be it or sign up for therapy you know what I mean maybe do all of the above but having someone that will listen to your issue and then actively try to help you um, either see that you already have everything you need help you get what you need or be with you as you just walk through it yourself Um, something that I've I've haven't had in so long that I have now which is just a huge gift and a and a an unexpected like a surprise gift um are the people that I work for and work with so I work for the incredible like unmatched person who is Jenna Kutcher um she (laughs) I could not say enough nice things about her she is such a real person she has all of her flaws she's not scared to tell you about them um she's also not afraid to bring you in and love you really really hard and like the weirdest like how could you love me that much kind of way um for someone who is able to reach so many people and love so many people and serve so many and like in simple ways um I'm surprised that I haven't found um some kind of liar in her you know she's just not (laughs) she means what she does and so in that I have the same thing that I think people perceive that they would have in her as a mentor or boss, as a sister, a friend, a mom, even, um, I have in her as a boss and everyone else on our whole team, which is so crazy. My coworkers are not just my coworkers. So I know that I have something more in them. Sometimes we just have coworkers and that's that. Um, but I have been given and I've had I've had bits and pieces of it before in other coworkers. And to them, I'm just like, I wish I could bring all my favorite coworkers together and just somehow all of us work at the same summer camp or something. <laughs> um, but I am blessed by having a team of people who not only like are like, oh, this task is done. And like, mm, what's the next action step? Ooh, And like, cheers. You guys are amazing. Good week. <laughs> Friday weekend. Bye. They're also like lean hard into me and like and like message me and and dm me and like send me voice messages saying how much they love the work that i do they affirm like the work that i do all of that it's incredible it's not just like a cheerleading squad in the way that it feels like it doesn't feel shallow it's this very like poignant like deep love that everyone shares with each other which is i feel like i'm in some kind of like rehab like life support community (laughs) um but what i also have in jenna is someone who will call me out on my crap Like uh, if I ever get, and it hasn't happened in so long, but in the beginnings of working with her, I was going through a lot and I was struggling. I was struggling to like find my way into being really good at my job. And she would stop me in my tracks and be like, you aren't this, this is not you. 
And I'm like, how do you know me? And she's like, I don't know. I just do. And this isn't it. This ain't it. Here's what I expect of you because here's what you should expect of yourself. Like she was such a good like coach and that's just totally her gift um, is pointing out what the good things are in you and getting you back on track. And she did that with me so many times, which is just crazy. Like a boss should never have to be those things. I think maybe like, I don't know if you're a boss of people or if you have a boss and you're like, damn. I don't know if I want them to be my mentor. That's okay. That, <laughs> or you wish you did, but you don't have it. You know, I, I'm not saying, I'm saying I have so much extra, like it doesn't make sense how much extra goodness I have in this person. So even if she wasn't my boss, even if I weren't like someone working for her, um, I am blessed to have her as a mentor and as a, um, just a light in the darkness. Like she is, she's got strong coach energy, <laughs> three iPad energy, if you will. And she's someone who, um, allows me to have someone to bounce things off of when I feel like I'm, I'm dried up a bit. And she's someone who I'm accountable to. So I know everyone has these moments in life where they need an accountability person in their life. That's, (laughs) it's like in Grey's Anatomy or, um, I mean, that's why, what I go to, because I've never been in Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, but when they're like, I need a meeting, it's like when we go through life and we hit these 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 trigger points and these things that that tempt us to go off track. Um, I love watching people in that show, like raise up their hands, sort of like hold on, hold on, hold on, like pause, time out. I'm sorry, I need a meeting. Um, and I feel like there are people in my life who I can say that to and say, hey, I need a meeting, and we come together and they're like my sponsors. They're people who say, like I know what you're really made of, and I know what tends to pull you down pull you in another direction, divert your attention away from the things that you really love and that you are. So having people who I can text or call and simply, even if I'm just saying, here's what I'm going to do today. And they're like, oh, cool. I love that for you. And here's what I'm going to do today. Um, and sometimes part of that in, in my own world, my own tiny little world, having this podcast is that um, <laughs> Instagram stories are a way that I feel like I can not just put my face on my phone and share it with the world. But it's a way for me to feel like I have accountability because I've spoken it out and I've heard how it sounds. And yeah, I can delete it before it goes out there. I can be like, wait, that's not what I want to say. That's not what I want to do today. That's not who I am. That's not what I believe. That's not, that's not the thing I am. That's not the track I'm on today. Um, and then I can also put it out there and say what track I am on and who I am going to be today. And it helps me do that. It's straight up like lets me like fart into the wind or it helps me just get it out there or it helps me streamline and focus and say, remember what you set out to do today. It's at the forefront of your mind now. You got to do it. Okay. I hold my own hand and I kiss them. I'm holding my own hands and then I kiss them. And that's the promise. That's how I make a Brooklyn promise. Uh, If you ever want to make your own Brooklyn promise, yeah, just hold, hold your own hands and then kiss your hands. And that's a promise with yourself. Okay. It's holy. It is, uh, you need to have reverence for it. If you're doing it as a joke, stop it. Stop it. If you're doing it in the middle of Walmart right now, don't do that. Sanitize first. But I want to give you, I wanted to give you that. I know it's jumbled. I know it's a lot, but I wanted to give you um, just a, a, a brain, um, sort of like if the front of my brain became a projector and I just projected onto the wall, (laughs) the things that are in my head this week of what I've, what I've got going on that allows me to not be stuck. 
and move into a place of action or effectiveness, if that's what I'm looking for, productivity, if that's what I need. Um, But I think above all, it's purpose, meaningfulness. (laughs) It's just meaning. (laughs) Um, I I want my days, if possible, again, to not be ones that I throw away. I don't want to throw away these days. I want to use them up real good. I want to cry if I need to cry. I want to laugh at stuff. I don't want to hide myself. If I'm in love with someone, I'm going to tell them. And I, I know this sounds like a really big end of the movie speech, but I think that's me. That's just me. That's my brand. That's very on brand for me. Um, but I, I don't want to live in the dark. I don't want to live in the dark. I don't want to live in secret. I don't want to live in secret to myself, especially. Um, and I don't want to be someone who is afraid of who I am and afraid of what I want and afraid of chasing it down because I'm afraid of step 36. I don't want to stay in a slump because a slump hurts your back, dude. Turns y'all curvy. Turn, gives y'all all kinds of weird humps when you're 86. Okay? I want to be someone who can stand up straight and be proud of what I've done. Um, and I am so... <laughs> I'm crying now. I am so proud of what I've done. I'm so proud of who I am. I'm so proud. Even though I, parts of me still scare me. The things I have yet to do. The things I need to speak out about still still scare me. But I'm proud. I am proud of who I am and as confused as I am and as messy as I can be. And I still make tons of mistakes. But the lot that life tried to hand me was not acceptable. And I'm so glad I've chosen to give myself something else. The, when I opened up um, <laughs> the choices and the paths that were in front of me as I aged, as I grew up, as I hit those like growing up milestones... Whenever they came to me, whether late or early, I'm so glad I chose good paths. And of course, there are things I regret. Like I don't have, I'm not a person who's like, no regrets. Oh, hell yeah, there are things I regret, but regrets don't stop me. There are things I look back that I would totally change. Like my, my stupid pants choices in high school. And now, I mean, like, damn. (laughs) Wow, those pants were bad. They were so bad. They were very bad. You think your pants were bad in high school. Mine were worse. Mine were 1 million percent worse. If you need photo proof, I will make you a PowerPoint. (sighs) But I want to be proud of who I am consistently. I don't want to forget for 10 years and have to look at a scrapbook. So it's um, an important moment for me to sit here with you and just tell you, tell you where I'm at. So maybe you can, can go to your own place like that too. Um, stop hiding from things and diverting yourself from things and letting the things you don't even like tempt you away from the good stuff. You know what I mean? Like don't have an affair with a two when you're married to a 10. You know what I mean? Like whatever your goals are, they're tens. Whatever your dreams are, they're freaking tens. They're 11s out of 10s. They're babe city. So don't let things that are like way below you pull you away from who you want to be, who you are, um, who you've become and what you really want to do. I, I think this world just needs more people who are willing to say, um, I want to be a really good version of myself, but I want to start now. I don't want to just oopsie daisy become it someday. So I'm trying really hard. I'm trying really hard. And yes, it's taking much longer than I want it to. I want to have it all figured out. I want to have it all figured out 10 years ago. I want to be 22 again and just be like, I have it all figured out. (laughs) 
but I don't. I'm 31 and I'm still trying to get my shit together. But I am doing it. <laughs> I'm doing it. And and I hope you are too. Um, and I hope you're doing it for you and for the people that you love, the people that rely on you and depend on you. Um, but also for you. So if you are in a slump, let me know. Maybe I can help. Um, if you are looking for someone who can say that they believe in you, I can do it. I'm not super like touchy really, but like, thank God, because I don't have to touch you right now. You know what I mean? But I am someone who can look you in the eyes and give you 14 analogies about who you are so that hopefully one will inspire you. You'll pick up your backpack, you'll grab your note and you'll run off like Bilbo saying, you know, like you're about to head off on your adventure, you know, (laughs) I'm going on an adventure. I can hear my friend Cassie right now saying that. (laughs) I love it. I want you to do that. That's, that's who he was, right? If you know that story, if you don't, I'm so sorry. I'm talking about the Hobbit, but maybe you're a Hobbit right now, stuck in your Hobbit hole being like, I'm fine and I don't want anything else. Or I really do want something else, but I'm definitely not freaking telling you about it. Um, I hope that something comes your way that inspires you, that motivates you to get up and run and go and chase and do. Um, even if you're afraid, even if it doesn't make any sense, even if you know there is certain danger because fuck yeah, there's certain danger. I would, I, I hope that I do things that are so beautiful and meaningful and purposeful despite the danger. I really hope I do that. And obviously I don't want to be a dumbass. Okay. Like Karen and Georgia teach me enough of that. I know not to be stupid. I know to stay sexy. I know to not get murdered. I know. But otherwise, let's hunt some orc. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that's where I'm at. And I, oh, thank you for listening if you did to that. I don't know if maybe, maybe my voice just played out in your room and in your life, in, in your bedroom, in your ears before you're falling asleep, in your car on a long road trip. I don't know where you and I are right now. And, but I just want you to take a deep breath right now. Ooh, let it out. If you need to make a who sound like I just did, do it. Um, I just want you to be in yourself right now. Be in your body. Like stop what you're doing. Stop folding the laundry. Stop playing with your cat. Stop picking your nose. Stop picking your butt. Like be in your body right now and just feel how good it is. Feel how strong it is for you, how much it wants you to work hard too, but how much it wants you to know how safe you are. Um, Earlier this year, I went around with that team of people, um, the (laughs) Jenna Kutcher team with Jenna herself and everyone, she just asked everyone what their word of the year was. And this is back in February. And I said, my word was safe, not because I want to play it safe, but because I want to remember that I am safe. Like I don't, I, I can stop pretending like I'm, I'm, I'm in starvation mode and I'm in scarcity mode and I will never have enough. I will never be enough. I will never do enough. Just hide in the alleyway and eat the scraps. You know, um, I want to know that I'm, it's safe for me to just venture out and start living. (laughs) And then she got all these necklaces made for us with, um, our words on them, which was so cool and precious. And I'm still, whenever I wear it, I'm like, whoa, and it means so much more to me now. Like, look where we're at. That is a that is a word that has gone so far from me, farther than I ever thought it could go from me. Um, and and it's reminded me of times in my life where I also felt unsafe as a child, as a little girl, when my life was so scary and so unknown and so not okay. And now I feel like I have to go back to those places sometimes, but I don't. 
I'm safe. So I sit in my body, I feel it, and I'm like, you're in your closet, you're on your stupid little pink cushion that you got from Wood Market, you're surrounded by all these clothes you bought for yourself because you're a boss-ass bitch, <laughs> your cat is outside, you take great care of her even though you, you lost your cool earlier, you know, that's okay. It's not okay, it's okay, but we're gonna figure it out. And you're in your body, and you're warm, and you're comfortable because you took off those leggings, and you really want to take your bra off soon, and you will. <laughs> and you're in Bend, Oregon, while well, I am, and you're and you're breathing air. Oxygen is happening. You have dinner downstairs. You're gonna go cook, and it's gonna taste so good. You have people who have texted you because they love you, and you can text them back. You have people at your at arm's reach because they love you and because you love them. You have people that you can trust. You compete. You have people that you can rely on. You have a job that you love that is secure, which is just insane right now. Insane. What an insane, crazy gift that is. That is, I am just floored, floored that I have a job and I have a floor. <laughs> I mean, I'm standing on this floor. I have incredible property managers. The air quality here is just the tits. We have an okay Wi-Fi connection. I can play Animal Crossing whenever I want. You know what I mean? Like, they're <laughs> silly things, but it's just be in the moment and realize how how good it is. And even if it's really scary, it won't be that way forever. Even if you're absolutely scared and you're like, things are about to just go up in the air, freaking crazy. I don't know where the chips are going to fall. I have no idea how this is all going to play itself out. I don't know if I'm going to make it. You are going to make it. You are going to make it. If I can make it... <laughs> you can make it. Okay. So I know this episode probably wasn't the, uh, comedy central kind of thing. It probably isn't going to get its own HBO special, but that's okay. That's not what I'm trying to do. You know, I'm not trying to just tickle your funny bone. I'm trying to like stroke your sad organ as well. (laughs) Jesus. Well, on that note, I appreciate you. Come be with me on Instagram. If you're on Instagram, I would love to have you there. <laughs> Not just for the numbers, please no. <laughs> but um, just to have people who get me. Like I I live by that law of marketing of attracting the right audience and repelling the wrong one. So I'm attracting the right audience. If you feel like you and I should connect, come connect with me. Let me know you listen to this. Let me know you listen to my podcast, period. Um, just be my friend. Be Let's rely on each other. Let's support each other. Let's just show up in each other's lives, even if it's pictures and videos and silly little gifts and weird filters that make you look hotter because that's what I use them for. Um, and if you're not there, that's okay. Someday maybe you'll be with me on YouTube when I finally get my shit together and show up there because I will. I'm going to do it. Man, just one week at a time, right? <laughs> um, thank you. I love you. And I'm, I have always signed this podcast off with tell your mom I say hi. Um, I'm probably going to figure out a new tagline because there are probably people who hear that and every single time they're reminded like, I don't have a mom. I don't know. That's, it's brutal. But like, that's the world we're in. So my new tagline is, I burped. Maybe it'll just be like a belch. I don't know. But for now, I'm just going to say, see you next time. <laughs>